don't trust yourself, how are you gonna sustain trust with other people? Because mm -hmm. at some point, that distrust of self will bleed out. Hey everybody and welcome to Praxis Guild episode 5 where we're going to be talking about building value in people around you whether those are employees or members of your family or friends or people that uh, you work with maybe even people you work for. So uh, buckle up we've got three little chapters to work through and uh, at the end of it we'll give you some Praxis points so stay tuned. So let me start off with a little story. So uh, the company I work for, we had a employee recognition event not too long ago. And if you're like me, you've been to a few of these before and they can tend to be a little pretentious or even a little hokey, sometimes even a little, I don't know, just not just just not what you're looking for in the sense of recognition or accolade or you know just the pat on the back it's, it's just sometimes they turn into an i am so great quotation marks event where people have the opportunity to just kind of blab about what they're doing and especially when it's management or upper management and they talk about all the great things that they're involved in or all the great things that they're doing or pushing forward this initiative and taking charge of that and moving this from over to there and pretty soon it becomes all about them and not about you and uh, so i've been to enough of those to be a little weary of this one that was coming up although this one that was coming up and we just had was my first one with this new organization and in this new culture. So I'm not quite sure what to expect, but, uh, was a part of it anyway. And so it was, it was really, really good. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. And it was, it, and it was virtual. It was a virtual event when, so very few of, of us, the 30 plus employees in the organization were there face to face and it was still powerful. Like it, it packed a, a wallop and I have to ask the question why. So why was that the case? Well, uh, our executive director took the time to make sure that there was a little questionnaire sent out to everybody. Uh, our executive director paired us up. Uh, with somebody that we didn't really know and we were given the task of talking to them aka interviewing them to find out what they were doing and what kind of projects they were working on and at the end of it it the last question kind of surprised me because the question was what do you want to be recognized for and I thought oh okay uh that's 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 not so different than what I've heard happen in other events where it just goes sideways and kind of crazy but this was at the end of the interview and I didn't know what to say. And so I, at the, and when I was asked the question, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not really doing this for me per se, although I get a lot of benefit out of it and I get a lot of, I get a lot of joy out of it and all that stuff. But you know, it, it, I, I couldn't answer the question. But anyway, when we got to the event, uh, we, we spent, um, man, it must've been just a couple minutes, maybe five minutes at most with each person talking about their interview with the person that they were paired off with. And so everyone participated and some were very, very creative in how they reported out. Um, 
And it was, it was not a back and forth in the sense that, Hey, somebody's going to talk about Tim and then Tim's going to talk about the person that uh, they interviewed. No, no, no. It was, everybody had a chance, but it was randomized. So somebody could have said something about you uh, at this moment. And then your moment wouldn't have come up for another half an hour. And so that was interesting too, because you didn't feel compelled necessarily to answer what the other person had said to you, which I thought was an interesting thing. So it wasn't back and forth, but the reporting was, it was guided and, and it was modeled by our, our top leadership. And you could sense right away that there was this real genuine support for all of those people in the ecosystem. It was tangible. People were emotional. People were chatting it up on the chat stream on the side. It was, it was amazing. And, and I think the bottom line of it all was that people felt really respected. They felt understood. They felt valued for their contribution. Um, and they felt, they felt all those things, not just professionally, but they felt them personally, which is a big deal. And so, uh, at the end of it all, it helped all of us to a large degree, build a bigger picture of what we're all doing what we all belong to and what we're all striving towards, which is massively important. If there's a number of people on your team that are working virtually, this, this idea of feeling connected and having an idea of the bigger picture is massively important, uh, especially for remote teams. And then to, to round this, this story off, there was enough space given that people could show their emotion. Like, so it was, it was a, it was an, it was an interesting event, let me just say. And all of this, all of this behavior was modeled by our top leadership people. And so there was never any sarcasm. There was never any kind of side hand comments. There was never any remote kind of underlying meaning to anything that people were saying. It was all genuine and it, it blew me away. And I can't, I can't say enough that it was probably one of the most important things I've been involved with in an organization for a very long time. Our organization nailed it. They did it right. Our top leadership, they did it right. And so Mary, if you're listening to this, hats off to you because you did a fantastic job making sure that this not only went smoothly and went as planned, quote unquote, but the way it was modeled for me, especially massive. So I thought I'd spend some time in this episode talking about building value or creating value or the power of creating value for the people that work with you, work for you, uh, or even those people who work above you. So in chapter two now, I want to talk a bit about why is it so important that we do this and what does it do to a team or a group or an organization? So what does, the, what does value creation do? We've, we hear a lot about value creation in the sense of our customers or our subscribers or you know, pick whatever scenario you want to be in. And you're always being harped on or told or preached to that you have to build value for your people. And that's massively important. You have to build value for people. And, and quite honestly, that's what I hope this podcast does for some of you is that it helps build value for you and what you do. So how does value creation affect the people in the bottom line? Well, there's this great book that, um, that uh, I've just finished reading. And if you subscribe not only to the podcast, but if you subscribe to uh, the Patreon page that I have for the podcast, um, and I'll take this little short minute to plug this thing. Uh, when you subscribe to the podcast, 
you get uh, an update in your in your inbox about every new episode that comes so you don't have to worry about uh, going and finding it although you could just uh, subscribe to iTunes but if you subscribe to uh, Praxis Guild at the webpage and, and you provide your email address to me uh, you also get notes you get notes that I've created for different podcasts you get notes that I've created from reading books like this one I'm going to talk about now you'll also get uh, a weekly newsletter from me kind of highlighting some stuff that I've been reading or watching or thinking about and working my way through and then if you're a subscriber on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month and if you wanted to give more you could uh, and let me just say that anything that you pledge to patreon goes right back into the costs of producing this this podcast so subscriptions for the platforms and the and the tech um it just it just goes back into the podcast so it doesn't you're, you're not helping me buy a boat here let's just put it that way and so when you subscribe to Patreon, you you get a video, and you'll get you'll actually get um, what I call uh, Praxis Point Notes or Praxis Notes about books that I read. So, end of parentheses. Let me just move on. There's a great book here called The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey, and I I can recommend this book enough. It's it's a massively important book. One of those books that you should read every year. And I just wanted to read a couple things out of it for you because. Building value for your people means that you need to trust them. You have to build trust with your people. And and, and that's a two-way street. So you're building trust with them, meaning that you're, you're working on their trust uh, quotient for you. And they're also proving to you that they're worthy of your trust. This is a two-way street here. And at the base of this, at the base of trust, is this idea of character and competency. And I like to refer to that as heart and action. I have a I have a framework that I call heart, mind, attitude, action, and one informs the other. So your core values inform the way you think, and the way you think informs your emotions and your feelings, and those emotions and feelings inform your behavior, your actions. And so when we talk about trust as character and competency, the character is the heart piece, is your value piece, your core value, who you are as a person when no one's watching. And the competency piece is the action part is the delivering on results, the doing what you say you're going to do, even if it's going to hurt you in the sense of time management or even money. Uh, when you start fulfilling those competency uh, questions, you build trust and you can actually build it fairly quickly. So the foundation of all this is credibility. So it's that heart, mind, attitude, action piece. And there'll be more of this in the in the newsletter and in the in the Patreon stuff if you subscribe to it. But I'm not going to talk about that anymore. So Stephen Covey talks about low trust taxes, how it that when you make a mistake uh, or you don't follow through on things, it's like a tax on your credibility or or your trust factor. And and when you have low trust taxes, he says it doubles the cost of doing business and triples the time to do it. And we all can relate to that, can't we? We all know how long it takes to do things when people don't trust each other. In fact, sometimes they don't even get done at all. Uh, one author about collaboration wrote, if you can't do collaboration well, don't do it at all. And what he meant by that is that when you're collaborating, when you're looking to collaborate with other people, if you can't do a good job about it, it's going to take you three times as long and it's going to cost you four or five times as much. So if you can't do it well, don't do it at all. Save yourself the time and the money. But that's another book for another day. Stephen Covey's book, The Speed of Trust, 
is massively important for this whole idea of building trust with your people and having your people build trust with you. So let me just read a couple quotes from his book, and then we'll move on to chapter three and with the praxis points for us to consider for the following week. Okay. So in one chapter, he says this as, as a chapter summary, he says, we need to have, we need to genuinely care for others. Show you care. Respect the dignity of every person in every role. Treat everyone with respect, especially those who can't do anything for you. <laughs> That's massive, isn't it? It's easy to show respect and, 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 and what I kind of say, show the love to people who are in authority over you, who have the ability to make your life better, easier, richer, uh, more fulfilled, more abundant. It's easier to suck up to those people because they have the ability to do these things for you. Ten times harder to do it to those who are, quote unquote, underneath you in the hierarchy. Harder to do and harder to show to those people who cannot pay it back to you in a tangible way that's going to benefit you professionally. But if, if you're a person of integrity and a person who has some deep values around the value of other people, you will know and you will practice that you will treat everybody with the same amount of respect and dignity. And that's what uh, Stephen Covey is saying to us here. Treat everyone with respect especially those who can't do anything for you. Oh, I can't tell you how massive that is. So to finish this off, he says, show kindness in the little things and don't fake caring. Don't attempt to be efficient with people. That's, that's mind blowing right there. Show kindness in the little things. Don't fake your caring because we can all spot a phony, right? We can all spot when somebody just wants something from you and they're just being nice to you because they want their thing. And in fact, it's insulting. And when we do it to other people, we're insulting them and it doesn't do a spick of good to build trust. And so the other one that he talks about is extending trust. And this is really hard to do. He talks about demonstrating a propensity to trust and, and I'll get to the quote in a second, but that's the, and that's, this is the interesting thing about trust is that if you want people to trust you, you have to begin trusting other people. And I like what he says here in the sense that you don't just trust everybody willy nilly or trust everybody the same. There's going to be levels of trust based on levels of people, uh, levels of other people's competency. And so he says here, extend trust abundantly to those who have earned your trust. Extend conditionally to those who are earning your trust. Learn how to appropriately extend trust to others based on the situation, the risk, and the credibility of the people involved. So if people don't have uh, a lot of credibility with you, there's not a big need on, on your part to extend a lot of trust, but you still need to expend some. And he says, and he says further on, he says, but, but you need to have a propensity to trust. Don't withhold trust because there's risk involved. And that's really, really hard to do, especially if we've been burned by people, especially if we've been burned by people that we work with. And now Stephen Covey is saying to us, you can't hold back your trust, even from those people. And that's hard to do. And that, and that's a, that's a big ask because, Nobody wants to be burnt over and over and over and over again. 
So before we move into chapter three, let me list off some reasons why or reasons how value creation helps this whole thing along. First of all, we can do this by showing gratitude and caring about people and making time for people. And this next one is really hard for me because I, I'm not quite sure how to do it, but celebrating in big and little ways, the big stuff I can, the little stuff that's sometimes hard to do, but taking time to celebrate it, making things personal and specific in those celebrations and extending trust, right? Moving into chapter three and kind of closing up on the, on the episode here, I want to give us some, some, some practical things to think about this for this next week as we begin working through this whole idea of extending trust and building trust. So the idea here is that you can't expect people to trust you if you're not trusting them. You want to build trust with people or you want to build other people's trust in you guess what? You have to start showing them some trust. And Stephen Covey says, and I agree that with the level of risk and the level of competency and the level of character that determines the level of trust that you give these people. Okay. But that's also reflective on you that if your character isn't as good or as strong as it should be, if your competency is not as as good as it should be, uh, therefore you're a bit of a risk. Don't expect people to put massive amounts of trust in you keep working at it, keep building it up, and eventually that trust will come. So self-trust precedes relationship trust. Mm -hmm. And then relationship trust precedes team trust. And so it's, I call this inside out. You look in the mirror first, start with yourself. If you do that, then you can really start to build trust with other people. But the, the good news is that it's always in our circle of influence. We always say, hey, what can I do? I look in the mirror, I start with myself. Trust starts with each of us. And when we do that, then we can build it more with other people. And that's kind of counterintuitive to people that think, well, no, this is about the relationship. It is. And you look in the mirror first, you can build a better relationship if you do that. Here's, here's my idea in the sense that when we want to build trust, we have to offer trust. And so how do we begin? And I really think there's two sides to this. There's a personal commitment and then there's a commitment to others. So in the personal commitment, I I used uh, the letter R and made some alliteration. One, I need to recognize where I am in building commitment with other people and in commitment to myself. Where am I in this? Take stock of who I am. Do I even know what my values are? Have I taken the time to think them through or I just go, oh yeah, that's, that's who I am. No, no, no. Have I, have I taken the time to evaluate these things? The second thing is recommitting to the process to improve. So take some ownership in this and begin to think to yourself, Carson, what do I need to do to make this better? What do I need to do to make myself better to start earning the trust of other people? Do I have the skill? Yeah. Do I have the competency? Most likely. Have I proven myself to do the work? Those, is, those are the questions that I'm thinking about myself and recommitting myself to the process. If I want people to trust me, I have to remember that it's a part character and it's part competency. So that's the second thing. The third thing in building the personal commitment to myself is resolving to daily practice of character building and competency building. And so that can simply just mean what am I going to do? This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to follow through and I'm going to do it no matter what, even if it costs me extra time and some money then I'm going to do it because my character is at stake here. 
And on the competency side, if I lack some skill or if I lack some efficiency or proficiency in the skill, I'm going to do what it takes to grow in it. I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to build my competency. So that's the personal commitment. I'm going to recognize where I, where I have, where I am, take some stock. I'm going to recommit to the process and I'm going to resolve to a daily practice of my character and my competency. So that's what I'm going to do for myself. The other side of this is the commitment to others. And this is where it gets a little scary because the first one that uh, I want to offer to you today is that, and I'm going to have to do this myself, is that we need to declare it. And that means going to people and saying, hey, I, I know I have a deficiency in some of my competencies here. I'm going to let you know that I'm going to work on it. And, I, and, and sometimes it means building in some accountability. So you're building trust with other people because you're, you're doing these things for yourself, but you're also telling them, hey, I'm working on this. And I, and I want some feedback from you and I'll respect your feedback, whatever it is. So declare it, say it out loud. Second one, demonstrate it, give others respect, celebrate others. Like I was saying earlier, celebrate the big and the small things. And here's one that, that I've learned that really, really works when it comes to building trust and building the relationship, both on my own side of, of the coin and somebody else's side of the coin. And it's this, listen three times as much as you speak, three times as much as you speak, not once, not twice, but three times as much as you speak. Because when you do that, you really begin to show other people that one, you care about what they say, but you're also taking the time to really, really listen and hear what they're, what they're saying to you. Okay. So listen three times as much as you speak, which may mean you ask a clarifying question. It may mean that you employ some active listening skills, but when you're doing that, you're opening up the conversation to allow them the space to tell you more. Okay. So you're going to demonstrate it. The third thing is now deliver it. Do what you say you're going to do, even if it costs you. And more importantly, do the right thing for the right reason. In a previous role I had, I came back to this one thing time and time again. I need to do the right thing. And I need to do the right thing. I need to do the right thing here. And I need to do the right thing here. And then it was, it was revealed to me through a close friend that I not only need to do the right thing, but I need to do it for the right reason. So sometimes we get tempted to do the right thing and it's going to make the other person look bad. Well, that that's not a good reason to do it because you're not in the, you're not in the, in the job of tearing people down. You're in the job of building people up. So even though it would be the right thing to call this out and call it what it is, if it's going to tear somebody down, I can't do that. I have to do the right thing for the right reason. And sometimes only you can, can determine that. But more often than not, when we're talking about commitment to others, commitment to a team, you have already fleshed that out. What does it mean to do things, the right things for the right reasons? Okay. And so a few other things that we can practice on other than the gratitude and caring about your people and making time for your people, celebrating in big and little ways is some mentorship or take some ownership of your own actions and your own thoughts and your own outcomes and work more at being transparent. Uh, I, I read recently that there was a Navy SEAL who was very, very well respected in in the world of Navy SEALs. 
And he said that there's really four or five most important words in all of the English language. And the, the person doing the interview was like, okay, so what are they? Tell me what they are. And he said the, the, the four to five most important words that anybody could ever say, I screwed that up. The most four important words ever. I screwed that up. And then they, they spent some time unpacking what that meant. So as we wrap up today, building value, building trust, it's a learned skill. We can all do this. I'm, I'm learning to do it uh, every day. And it's not just for, for work. It's not just for colleagues and people that work under me. It's also for building trust with people who are above me in the hierarchy. And we can all learn to do it well, but we have to commit to doing it. We have to commit to doing it well. And there's a balanced approach to this and building yourself and building others at the same time. Uh, And it has to start with you, but it can't just be about you for a long period of time to the neglect of other people. You have to figure out this, this, this beautiful tension between building yourself and building others in this character commitment and consistency piece that I like to call heart, mind, attitude, actions. Now, as we wrap up again, please uh, subscribe to the Praxis Guild. Uh, you can do that through uh, your favorite iTunes or favorite iTunes. <laughs> you can do that through your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes, Stitcher. I'm on Spotify. Um, and if you're going to do that, could you please leave a review and um, let people know uh, how much this show is helping you? That would be awesome. Please also subscribe to the show uh, through the website. So go to the website, thepraxisguild.com and uh, toss in your email. And um, I promise you, I won't spam you and all that other stuff. But what you'll what you'll be doing is you'll be saying, yes, I want to get more resources from Tim, uh, not just about building value and building trust, but uh, emotional intelligence stuff will be coming out later. Uh, some mentoring stuff will be coming out later. Uh, so you'll get a PDF for giving me your your uh, your email address to kind of help you develop a toolbox of making yourself better uh, for both work and for life. And then the new there'll be a newsletter that comes out at the end of every week uh, to all those people who've signed up uh, through the website. And then if you if you have the means, and you like uh, the product and, and you find value in what we're doing here, would you consider subscribing uh, through Patreon and donating uh, a buck or two to the cause to not only help the podcast along, but to help make it better. And um, when you do that, you'll get um, a special Patreons only access to other resources. Uh, you'll get a video uh, once a month and uh, we'll open up some uh, some channels for for us to have conversations back and forth if there's more stuff you want clarified okay so until next week uh, go out and begin practicing these points and see how much uh, it improves the exercise of building trust and value with the people that you work with um, and look look uh, look forward to sharing more with you in the future take care mm-hmm.